I wish I knew how to break the spell. I'll take your hat, your hair, I ought to say no, no, no. Mind if I move in? At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my friend? I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. Get out! Don't look at me! Get out! Hello, and welcome back to the Whole Nine Sports Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. You can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders. Joining me today, as always. I like I literally don't know why I say as always because all right. Never. Well, you know what? I'm done with finals, so it's back to as always. Um, as always, Brandon Olson. You can find him on Twitter at wns underscore brandon. Uh, welcome back. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it was I only s- one episode. <laughs> yeah, but I somehow passed a class that I had no business passing at all. What's that? That's a mood. No, it's like I I think he just liked me. <laughs> because grade wise, I didn't have a single like like homework grade, midterm, final, whatever. I didn't have a single average to what he gave me in the class. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so I was just like, well, I think it's because he knows I was a senior also. So he's like, whatever, dude. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna complain about it at all. I need to put on a jacket. I'm cold. I just jacket. <laughs> you just noticed you're cold. <laughs> yes. It's a weird thing to not notice. Well, I've been trying to get this started ever since I got home at like midnight from work. Ugh. All right. Talk about something. All right. I'm not cold anymore. This sweater's kind of cold, actually. <coughs> <laughs> Like, the sweater itself is cold. Um, so, how, you've, how have you been? Are you just happy that you're out of finals? Yes, but I'm also miserable because of how... I got fucking curb stomped in my fantasy finals. Oh, nice. I had Russell Wilson, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, George Kittle, Darius Slayton, Justin Tucker, and Denver's defense, and they combined for 68. (laughs) That's amazing. Hopkins and Chubb and Slayton combined for 9.3, because somehow the Giants put up 41 and Darius Slayton didn't even catch a pass. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Should have started Ryan Fitzpatrick. I played against him. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. I played against... He literally could have played three players and beaten me. Because he had Fitzpatrick, uh, the Colts defense, so he already has fucking 61 there. And then he could have played Jacob Hollister and beat me. <laughs> yeah, I, um... Let's see. In, my, in the first re- week of the playoffs... <laughs> I scored 125 points and lost. Yikes. And then the week after, I scored 160 points. Um, and then the week after that, this week, I scored 127. And so I came in third place. It was second place. 
I don't poor know. Sharp put up uh, put up one ten and lost by twenty four because yeah. his opponent had Saquon put up forty two. My biggest oh my god, there was a week <laughs> that I had where uh, me and my opponent our score I scored one sixty nine and he scored one thirty nine. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that was the uh, the week Teddy threw for four touchdowns. Two of them to Michael Thomas, who I also have. Tyler Boyd also had ten catches for a touchdown. That's fire. Um, but you know what? It's it's Christmas time, Brandon. Yay. You know, and so we have a we have a couple a couple little Chris, Christmas Christmas things. This is so different from any other episode we've done, and I love it. Oh yeah, no, it is. It's actually really different, um, and because you know this is usually the episode where we recap, but you know it's also normally on a Monday, not on a Tuesday. Yep, but you so know, it's skipping that noise. But it was actually so clutch that we did not record it and release it on a Monday because this morning we set up and recorded. I set up and recorded an interview. With uh, the University of Alabama Birmingham Blazers place kicker Nick Vogel. Now you look at how'd that. You on get, s- how'd you get that connection? Uh. I was at the New Orleans Bowl, <laughs> and then I looked, delved deeper into the into the story uh, behind that school and him himself, um, and found it really interesting. So I reached out to him. Um, on surface level, you think UAB, and you're like, oh, that's not that crazy. But uh, Nick was on the team before it shut down. He he was like the he he's a freshman on the last year it shut down, and uh, he was also he came back whenever he left and then came back whenever it was on. So he's he he's he's seen the whole story of like the sh- between the shutdown to like them now making three straight bowl games. Um, so that's fire. Um, so Nick came on and told the story and his story, and it's it's very very interesting. So uh, be excited for that because that's jam pack in the middle of our episode. Um, we're not I even still doing. Have not heard this interview. Um. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, we recorded it this morning while Brandon was at work. So Brandon's gonna hear it at the fir- uh, the first time with all of y'all. Um, are we gonna hit 500 followers in the middle of recording this? Uh, I hope so. That'd be pretty cool. Are, are we gonna? Are we gonna? Announce? I feel like it's not. I feel like it's not incredibly likely because it's one fifteen in the morning. Eastern what do you time. mean? It's twelve sixteen. Um, I said Eastern time. Ha ha. Did um, you Did you listen to the last episode with, no. with Alex? Well, he did that to me, and it felt awful. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, welcome to my world. Yeah, I know. That's what um, I said. Maybe you should listen to the podcast, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I had finals and like I had a paper to write this weekend too. Oh, okay, so by the okay. <laughs> no, by the time I finished it, I was just like, it's irrelevant at this point. <laughs> like all the bowl <laughs> games have been played, so I was like, there's no need for me to do it. Well, there was actually one we we did a game we did the game that got played today. Um, yeah, so I mean, it wasn't completely irrelevant. It was for the most part. My picks were also awful, so I'm so glad. That <laughs> Actually, not really. I, uh, I I picked Utah State over Kent State. That was a fun game. But the uh, the biggest bowl game 
from this weekend for me personally. Um, also picked Boise State over Washington. Sounds like a big yikes. Um, was the RNL Characters New Orleans Bowl. Now, if you have been following us at all, you know that um, I was credentialed for this game. So I I did all the, all the stuff between... Um, media day to like the 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 team luncheon to being in the press box for the game to being to the to doing the post game interview so that was pretty awesome Brandon we really should we we really should have released the uh the audio we could release it at the episode it's fine what I'll tweet about it I'll just play it okay sure <laughs> I mean uh, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll do that at the end. I'll get it. I'll get all. I'll get it all ready. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just go through that experience. You know, it was it was pretty awesome. I I I, I got there, um, and I got I had to drive so much this weekend, but it was really worth it. Um, God, it was so much. <laughs> um, but I got to New Orleans, I got to the Superdome, parked, obviously, um, I get to park in the Superdome parking, so that was pretty awesome, um, I got up there, and there were the people handing out the credentials, and I was like, Dylan Sanders, whole nine sports, uh, and they were like, uh, I don't, I don't see it, I was like, oh, <laughs> so they like looked through like five times, they could not find it, um, so they gave me a, a a guest pass. I was like, this is really upsetting. <laughs> I was really looking forward to, to this credential. And I was like, but whatever. So I, and then I and then I sit down in the room um where I met Ryan Hancock. Um you know, you know, making yeah, the connection. Great interview. Great interview. Yeah, um, I did an interview with him. Uh and then they walk up to me like, "Hey, yeah, I, we misun we misunderstood I, your actually, name." Actually, uh when you did that that interview and it started, I don't know what it was you said, but it had me cracking up because when he asked you, like, before, when he was introducing you, you were kind of just like, he's like, oh, yeah, Dylan Sanders, and you're just like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, what, was, okay, so, what was that? <laughs> so, Ryan, super nice guy. He just sat down and started recording, basically. <laughs> I was like, you want to do a quick podcast with me? I was like, uh, sure. And then you just started recording. <laughs> I just, I just not, I was not prepared. But, you know, fun time. Did you listen to it? Yeah. Um. I yeah. just, I, I started hysterically laughing, and it's like, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I saw Ryan a lot this weekend. Oh, that's um, great. Made, made a friend. Made a friend. Um. But, uh, so then they come up to me and I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, we found it. Um, so I spent a lot of time in this, in the, in the New Orleans, like, media room, which is sponsored by Crown Royal, which was fire. Um, did they give you Crown Royal? No, they didn't. It was just a lot of Crown Royal <laughs> n- marketing in there. Um, but they, you know, they fed us a couple times. If you're ever wondering what media eats, at least in the Superdome, it's chicken tendies. And I had chicken tendies both times, and then the first time, uh, it was chicken tendies and red beans and rice. 
Mm. Literally, you know, play up the whole like one of the youngest people there things by uh, by eating chicken tendies. Listen, they served <laughs> chicken tendies. I was also definitely the youngest one there. They were really just like uh, Dylan Sanders, whole nine sports, also nine years old. <laughs> <laughs> just want some chicken tendies and a bib there, kid. <laughs> Listen, it's what the team ate too. All right, I don't you like, you yeah. were definitely the only person that got the like moose dessert. <laughs> this is a, that was a different day. That's the next day. I haven't talked about that day yet. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Um, and then so we do there. Uh, we, we do the whole media day thing. Coach gives the remarks, and we have like ten minutes to talk to each player. Not each player, but like ten minutes. Each player, all, all like ninety of them. <laughs> no, they had like five players, and then there was ten minutes where we could walk around and do one-on-one interviews. Um, so I talked to basically everyone that was available to me, except for Darrington Evans, because everyone wanted to talk to him for whatever reason. Hey, that's that's when you go to uh, that's when you go to the the secondary guys, and it's just like, yeah, well, everyone's there. I got gotta shoot your shot. <laughs> um, no, I talked to I talked to. A couple of really cool players. Um, everyone was super nice, you know. Uh, you know, I figured, you know, I was younger than a lot of the players. So, uh, but everyone was super respectful, especially Bill Clark. Man, I love Bill Clark. You know, he's just one of those people that, like, looks you in the eyes and just smiles, and you're like, all right, well, I'm, I just, I'm in love. Wow, you really tried getting with Bill Clark. I'm sick. <laughs> Listen, I'm all about it. <laughs> that smile. <laughs> That damn smile. That's <laughs> where this all started. No, he just wins you over immediately. I understand why players love love playing for him. Um, cause I was ready to strap up a strap on a helmet. Um, and, and I would pay play. so much money that I don't have. I would take out loans to watch you put on a helmet and play in the New Orleans Bowl. Um. That <laughs> would have been hilarious. Um, so media day was awesome, and then I just watch you return a kick. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so media day happened, and that was fun. Um, met a couple people. Um, that's where I first talked to Nick Vogel, who is gonna we're gonna play his interview after this segment. Um, and then uh, the next day was the luncheon, which was awesome. Uh, so I got there, and they had the bands playing for everybody, and I went back to sit with the rest of the media, um, and one of the waitresses came up and like, no, no, you don't sit here. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I have, an, I have an email from the guy who set this up, like, this is where I sit. She's like, no, these are for the cheerleaders. I was like, that's, that man right there is not a cheerleader. Uh, ex- excuse me, um... <laughs> Are you assuming that I'm not a cheerleader? <laughs> I had the, I had the media badge, so I went back up to the front, and the the lady was like, the the lady like helping like coordinating where everyone's sitting. Um, was like, yeah, no, you're right. I don't know who I don't know who told you that. You know, that's where you're supposed to sit. But whatever, we won't worry about it. So she just sat me up one table in the front. I had Definitely a, wasn't even a waitress. It was just like another press member that didn't want you sitting with them. I mean, it's just like now. Nah. No, listen. I sat with I sat with App State's security guys and a camera guy. <laughs> so it was pretty fire. I had a, had a good time. I sat down. And I was like, "Sorry, I'm just a displaced member of the media." And then someone was like, "Oh, you're media." I was like, "Yeah, don't worry. I don't like media either." 
and <laughs> they warmed him up. Warmed him up to me, and we had a we had a fun time. Um, and they both they all told me how App State was gonna destroy UB UAB. Um, and then on game day, I got there, watched the Bills um on my laptop. Oh, one, one thing I will I will mention um, is we whenever I was I was trying to find the media entrance it was in they just said go to garage six. Gra- yeah, the garages like are between humongous. elevators six and seven or something like that. And I was like, yeah. the, the 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 garage is huge. I couldn't find it, and I <laughs> ran across this other um, member of the media. I don't know who it was. It was this old boomer guy. I say boomer guy because he was old and rude to everybody that we talked to. <laughs> like all the all the, all of the workers who were like, oh, where are you, where is it?" I was like, "Okay, I don't know what's going on, man." Um, and then as soon as we get to the gate, he trips on the door and falls. I, <laughs> I love that you're hysterical about this old man falling. <laughs> it, was, it was just the noise he made, and I had to hold my laughter in, because I was in front of all, like, all the other media people at this entrance. <laughs> and I just, uh, you know, I had to be professional, but it was so funny. It was only funny because the dude was... <laughs> had to, uh... Had to be professional. Goes on a podcast and hysterically laughs about it. Listen, I was. It was only funny. after calling him a booner. A boomer. A booner. <laughs> Listen, it was only funny because of how much of a dick he was to everybody. It wouldn't be funny if it was a nice old dude. The guy wasn't nice. Listen, and I can't. There's it, no. It, you know, it is professional. I don't know who. I don't know who he was. <laughs> sorry. Sorry if you're listening. <laughs> I'm sure he's a big fan. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. No. Normally, I'd feel bad, but the guy was really rude. Um. <laughs> the guy was really rude, so fuck him. <laughs> it, honestly, honestly, I don't have time for rude people in my life. Um. And then, so we do all that. I get to the press box. I had to, I had to search. Uh, we were literally the last name on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. It's very possible that it was just alphabetical order, like by website or by. It wasn't. No, okay then. It's very <laughs> possible that we just barely made it through the uh, credential process, which is fair. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, we were just we weren't expecting to get anything. We just shot a shot wherever we could. Well, we they were, they had a, they have like three different sections where people were. There was the main one, uh, and I was like looking around. And it, was, it was like you know. Uh, like it up in the press boxes, I didn't know, but that's where they have like ESPN radio, UAB radio, App State radio, the instant replay room, and all that. The coaches' rooms, we were all right there. Um, I wasn't right. <laughs> uh, another thing I didn't know, the media, bo- the press box has its own stadium announcer. There's a guy who who announces it announces the game and like goes into more detail and like repeats the names and numbers of the players who did stuff. Um, that is just for the media, which, which I didn't know. That was a thing. I didn't know that either. But like thinking about it, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because if you're there trying to scout people from back from up there, you can't necessarily see. Yeah, all no, the it wasn't like clear. primo seats, but you can see everything happening basically. 
Yeah, I would just assume that, yeah, it's, like, hard to see the numbers and mm-hmm. know the entire rosters by heart to know which number is which. Well, we got up there, and um, there was there's a ballot. I would, uh, all of this stuff I didn't know happened. I, so <laughs> uh, there, there is... There were, I, I have I took all this stuff home with me, obviously. This is the first time, so I have a bunch of packets about the twenty nineteen UAB. We we had like the media guides and then we had a numbered roster and depth chart for each team. Uh with every number and then players like height and weight, um class and stuff like that, position. It's all it's all by number. Um which I had, I all came in handy. I used like pretty much every piece of information that they gave us. And then they have people like walking by, uh, handing handing us like these printed out copies of like up to up to date stats and stuff like that. After each quarter, um, and there's also ballots for you fill out three players on each team that you want to be in the press game post game press conference. And the three most requested players are there with the coach. Oh, so that's how they decided. Okay, that's how they decide. And they also, uh, but yeah, and it, you have to. They turned. They picked them up after the, uh, at the end of the third quarter. Um, and then the post game MVP is also decided by the media. You have uh, your number one choice, and then runner up in case of a tie or whatever. And those were picked up with two minutes left in the fourth quarter. All the stuff I didn't know. You know, uh, me neither. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of what, you know, a lot of people probably don't. So that's why, you know, we're going through the experience. Um, And then there were a bunch of snacks, which was pretty fire. And they also gave us a media gift, which was also pretty fire. The power bank? Yeah, power bank. That's, it's, look, it's an R, it's R&L Carriers branded. I mean, who gives you um, shit? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just explaining it. No, it's fire, but it's a fire power bank. Like I tested it, I I get you know four to five charges every time I charge it, like full charges of my phone, and that's fire. Also, it's a flashlight. Yeah, there there's the real winner. Yeah, it's uh it's an it was an awesome gift, which I was not expecting anything. So the fact that I got that is pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, it was it was a, it was a very cool experience. Um, oh, and then the post game press conference after the game. Okay, so the media is allowed on the field up until basically kickoff, and then with five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, you can get back down on the field. Jesus, imagine being on the field in, like, a Hail Mary situation. Well, the game was getting kind of close towards the end, so it was pretty awesome. I was right by the UAB sideline. I wonder why. It's just where I walked in through, (laughs) all right? Um, But the game itself was pretty fun. Um, UAB started off quick. Uh, I think their, their top wide receiver had, like, five catches for 143 yards and a touchdown within the first four minutes of the game. Um, and then they did nothing the rest of the game. (laughs) 
yeah, to be they, fair, they, were, they, they scored were, 14 within four and a half minutes, and then they scored three the remainder of the game. Um, there the game. Well, the game was super close until um, there was a, a fourth fourth down at like the 20 yard line. Um, and they tried a QB sneak, but their quarterback, uh, UA, uh, App State's quarterback, fumbled it, and then Darrington Evans picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown. Madden. Uh, it was literally like Madden. <laughs> um, and then there was another touchdown catch that App State had where um, the, the wide receiver clearly dropped the ball, and they just they called it a touchdown anyway and didn't even review it. Um, like it was, it was a bad call. Like even the people in the press box were like, "Oh God, what was that?" <laughs> um, and then, uh, so yeah, I think they had like UAB had something like twenty six rushing yards the entire game, which is very uncharacteristic. <laughs> but their yeah, defense not, is awesome. not ideal. Both <laughs> of these defenses were really good. There were just a couple fluky things that happened. Um, also at the end of the game, in a, a very crucial moment. Um, UAB's quarterback got sacked, but the guy grabbed his face mask and ripped the helmet off, and they didn't call it. So, uh, Bill Clark was. Ask me. People kept asking them about like the flutes and stuff that happened, and Bill Clark was getting very visibly upset at the end of the game, at the at the <laughs> press conference. Um, but yeah, it was also that press conference was also whenever we um. We first got our, got to be like do the whole uh, whole lane sports thing. So let me let me find this audio real quick. They so they do the losing team first, obviously. Um, and it was really funny going from UAB. Everyone was upset, obviously, fairly. Um, and then they left, and then the, the App State's quarterback comes in with this like son who's like high fiving everybody in the press room. Um, he gave a really impassioned speech about how he's gonna stay at at, at App State because he was he was a uh, he was a he was an alum and everything, so it was it was cool. Um, but let me see. Dylan Sanders won the course. Um, you said, you said earlier uh, a couple days ago that this senior class helped really bring in these young guys. What do you think having having them? Uh, for them, well, and having gone through this, this another really good season still, uh, what do you think all of that would mean for uh, next year? Like, what would you have your players take out of this year and move on to next yeah. year? Yeah, you know, I think for us, it's always what can you do better, what can, can you work a little harder, can you you know eat a little bit better, get more rest, you know, believe more. You know, it's just everything we want to do a little bit better. Um, but I think what they see is, you know, they saw a group that believed. You know, they believed in what we told them. You know, I mean, you talked about the four Vogel, two guys that were there at 14 when it was pretty bad, and we got it turned around and we got bowl eligible, and they believed enough to come back. Um, and I think it says a lot about what's going on at UAB, what's going on with our staff and our, our, you know, our facilities, our stadium, all these things that are going on in Birmingham that, um, you know, I think, it's, I think it's all in front of us. But I think that was neat to hear all that in our locker room a minute ago. Thanks for asking. All right. Um, I wonder if when you like when you asked him if he was just like, God damn, he's young. (laughs) He was staring at me the entire time that he was that he like we were we had we made eye contact the entire time he was answering that, and he started smile. He did the whole like eye contact and smile thing in the middle of the. I was like, Oh my god, (laughs) Bill Clark. Um, 
But no, yeah, so um, awesome experience overall. Um, super glad I got to have it. And to have the first, like, press experience, be at the Superdome, was dope. Um, so he talked a little bit about Nick Vogel um, and how he helped, like, bring this team back. And he stayed and. Uh, this whole, the whole, like, UAB experience up to this point, like, these seniors were the people that were with this, some of the seniors were the people that were with the school before the shutdown and transferred over, so we're gonna hear about it from one of the players and hear about the, the, the recent history of UAB, um, and like I said, it's super interesting, so enjoy, uh, the interview I had with Nick Vogel, and when we get back, we're gonna do some Christmassy things. Hello, and uh, yeah, so welcome back. This will just be in the middle. Uh, it is everyone's favorite host. Sorry, Brandon, not really. Uh, you're not here, so you can't say anything about it. Um, me, Dylan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dilly Sanders if you're just listening to this part. That's all good. Um, we mentioned yesterday that we have a couple, like, you know, little surprises for, uh, for, the, for the episode since it's like a Christmas episode. And one of them, we're, uh, today I'm joined by uh, UAB kicker Nick Vogel um, just to talk about, like, the, uh, the, the crazy story of UAB football. Now that he, he was a redshirt senior this year, season just ended. The whole journey. Yeah, the whole, the whole journey. Like, um, so thanks for coming. So yeah, we'll just we'll just start. Like, what what made you go to to UAB in the first place? Um, it's kind of a weird story. Uh, I wasn't really highly recruited out of high school. I had sit a couple other schools. So when I visited UAB's campus, uh, the facilities were, were complete crap. When I got there, you know, <laughs> we had a a locker room in the basketball stadium, terrible grass fields. Um, but I, I don't know what it was about. It. I just fell in love. I loved Coach Clark and the coach that recruited me at the time and has been my coach ever since was coach Thomas. Um, but I, I just felt at home. They, they felt like uh, good people and their family to me. So I, I kind of got a good vibe from the team. Um, and I committed up on that visit that I, I took there. So uh, it really, really wasn't too much to the story. I, I had met that staff when I went to the Jacksonville state kicking camp at a high school. So uh, that's how I got in touch with them. And when they moved on to UAB, they, uh, offered me a walk-on spot so I ended up taking it um I uh I got there in 14 uh and I kind of got a taste of how coach Clark was was as a coach you know he's very detail oriented uh he he makes sure everything is perfect like looks at every little thing he doesn't let anything slide so I kind of got a taste of how disciplined he was as a coach um and you got to remember what UAB was before I got there they were winning two games and 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 that was kind of their average season yeah and, uh, three games was a blessing season, yeah 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 the very first season he got there we went six and six and that may not sound like a great record to most people but he completely turned a program around in a matter of like six months so uh needless to say i was impressed by him and the staff and uh over the course of my time there i'd kind of grown to fall in love with birmingham i like the city i love the school uh the team so when it kind of got disbanded, it was kind of wild. It, it kind of – you heard talk of it throughout the season, but apparently a lot of players that I knew said that they've heard it before. It was no big deal. It's just just chatter. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it actually shut down, I, it happened all within like a one- to two-week span for me. It was really quick, you know. Uh, we heard some serious reports that it was going to shut down after the Southern Miss game. 
and everyone was kind of scrambling, you know, like, oh, crap, what's, what do I do? What's going on? What college am I going to go to if it actually shuts down? Um, and that really was just like a crazy month of, of my, my life and my college football career. Uh, yeah, because, that, uh, that, that, of course, you saw what happens. Yeah, that, that video, whenever y'all found out, like, it is ingrained in my brain. I watched, like, obviously, I watched the video, yeah. and it was crazy. It was insane. Yeah, it was, it was nuts. We What happened was we'd ended up, uh, they kind of shut down the whole university that day. We skipped a couple finals. Like a bunch of teachers were saying, you're good if you want to go protest and rally. So we had ended up protesting outside the, uh, the day of the shutdown. We protested outside the administration building. But what happened was they ended up fencing off the, the whole university boulevard, which is usually packed with cars. So it was kind of crazy to have it fenced off. And, uh we marched all the way from the admin building to the football facility because um, we were told that's where Ray Watts was going to meet us and tell us the status of our program. And it, it, it was, you probably got a very good idea of the vibe of the room just based on uh, the video. It was just messed up, man. Like <laughs> you go sit there, they tell you that you don't have a football program anymore. And there's kind of this giant helpless feeling, you know, he, he's not really listening to us. He's kind of remorseless as far as like, our, our emotions that nothing we could say really was going to change the outcome of what was mm. happening, you know? So, uh, that was, that was a rough day. Um, and then, then as soon as it ended, everyone kind of had this scrambled feeling of, well, what, what do we do now? You know, I was a backup on a, on a football team and I was a walk on, I really had no leverage to get any other offers, you know? So it was kind of a, a shit situation to be <laughs> honest, you know? Um, so what ended up happening was, I got a couple tryouts. My coaches and uh, Ty Long, the kicker at the time, helped me get a couple tryouts. Uh, and uh, I ended up getting a tryout with Southern Miss, Western Kentucky, UMass. And then one of the coaches at the time went to SMU, and he was talking about maybe getting me over there. Uh, but the ones, the one that offered me, the first one that offered me was Southern Miss. And they offered me a full ride, so I committed there. And the, uh, I went there in January, and I was there for the spring semester. And it was nothing against Southern Miss. Uh, it's a great football program, great school. Um, I wasn't in love with it. I, I've been a city boy my whole life. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. So when I lived in Birmingham, it, it was kind of a similar feeling. that There was always something going on. I enjoyed it. Uh, Hattiesburg was a heck of a, a lot different for me. I, I didn't. I didn't like it too much, you know. Listen, well, to um, be fair, it is in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. A very detail-oriented, structured coach. Not crazy about it. Some people like that life—a a quiet, kind of country feel—and I, I, I'm not like that. So I, I didn't enjoy it at all. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm out in in Baton in, in middle of Louisiana. So yeah, it's 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 uh, uh, luckily for me. I, I, I live uh, I live in more of a city area, but yeah, I, I'm not I'm not about the quiet life. I don't know. Yes, it was a similar feeling for me, and the, and the coaches there at the time, nothing against them. They just weren't structured like Coach Clark was. Like I had a taste of like the way he coaches, and there's there's really not a lot like it. I've never really been around something like Coach Clark's uh, program, you know. So uh, I wasn't happy there. I kept telling my buddy Lee Lee DeFore, the center there at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a center at UAB when I was there. He's my roommate, my freshman uh, buddy. And he ended up going to South Alabama when it split. So me and him would always visit each other because we weren't crazy about our schools. 
So we'd flip weekends just visiting each other. And I told him, I was like, if, if UAB comes back, you want to go with me? And we kind of made like a little promise then. That if the program came back, we'd both go, you know. And uh, it really didn't look like it was going to come back. I mean, it was all Twitter talking stuff. And then sure enough, it managed to come back. I think it was sometime in June. I want to say. That's a rough guess. I'm not sure because I was, was going like, through summer training with Southern Miss. It was like June of 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, literally the day it, sh- it came back, I think it was two days later, I talked to my dad. I was like, I'm leaving. He's like, yeah, go for it. Um, I really didn't contact any coaches. I wasn't sure if how many years we were going to go without football until we started playing again. It was hindsight a, a really – stupid decision <laughs> giving up a scholarship <laughs> for a program that didn't even come back so uh but i, I did it i went in the coach my, my coach at the time at southern miss was hosting a special teams camp and he was out there with kids and i told him i needed to talk he's like, yeah yeah well, what do you want to talk about i was like well i'm leaving i'm gonna go back to uab and he kind of like wait hold what, what the hell did you just say and he like pulled me aside <laughs> like 15 yards from the kids and uh, i told him i was leaving uh, talked with the head coach at Southern Miss later that evening. Obviously, wasn't too happy with me. Um, <laughs> and we came back to literally like I, I left, drove back to Jacksonville that day, and we literally came back to nothing. Me, me and Lee, when we got there, we were like, "Holy crap!" You know, it's same facilities we had before. We had I think twenty six players, maybe twenty three, and we weren't even playing football. We were just running and conditioning that whole entire fall, oh, which, which kind of sucks. You're watching all these guys play football. And, <laughs> All you're doing is lifting and running. And I was in the best shape of my life. It was nice, you know, and had good grades. You had a lot of free time, but it was a, as far as a college football player goes, it's not the most glorious lifestyle, you know. You're just pressing out weight, running, and then that's it. That's, there's no games. There's nothing really to look forward to. Yeah, no, so I, uh, really I, I talked to I talked to Bill Clark a little bit during uh, like during media day and and after the game, uh, and he he mentioned how it was kind of like nothing. Whenever he yeah. got back, and he mentioned you and, and Lee and y'all helping, like basically help recruit the entire new team. Essentially, yes. He didn't really have a, too big of a pot to choose from. A guys that have been around Birmingham, and I guess he trusted to take the recruits out and show them the city. So me and Lee were two candidates. Where when there wasn't a big team, we were pretty much hosting. Like I hosted ten to fifteen recruits that that uh, spring, just trying to help build the team. Um, but yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. Um, the, the, the craziest part was for a while there, we didn't even know if coach Clark was going to be our coach, uh, that whole fall. I think he got hired officially near November, maybe December, but the, the, he was, uh, just coaching on the end of his contract from 2014. He wasn't even officially on his new contract. So that was kind of the scary thing. I was like, man, I took this giant leap and we might even not even have coach Clark, which was a big factor of why I came back, you know? But, uh, he stayed, which, which shows you how good of a coach he is and how much he believed in this program. But he stayed and he ended up resigning, which was huge for us. You know, we're as players, we were elated that we managed to hold on to Coach Clark because we knew he was a big piece in what would make this team move. Um, but yeah, that spring rolls around. I think our team knocked up to about uh, 50 to 60 guys. So we were actually practicing. We it, it literally it looked terrible, but. <laughs> we were doing our best with what we had, you know, is like uh, looking back at the practices is just polar opposite from what we are now. But uh, yeah, we, we started practicing, really scrounged together what we could of a, 
of a team. Um, you really couldn't scrimmage each other because we were like one or two deep at each position at most. So uh, funky spring, then fall, we finally got up to 80. Uh, at least 80 to 100 guys. I don't know how many were on scholarship, but uh, we actually started doing scrimmages and playing on the weekends, stuff like that, start to a normal team. And then when that uh, that spring of 17, I want to say, came around, that was when we kind of hit the ground running. Like, okay, we're, we're back on a normal college football team schedule. We're, we're practicing here for, for a season coming up. You know, like every other uh, team was doing the same thing as us. We are finally back on the same schedule. So that was kind of a cool spring to be a part of. You kind of get that feeling of everything's kind of picking up momentum. And then sure enough, when 17 rolls around, it was that was probably – the craziest season just from, from what happened, you know, um, we are projected one thirtieth. It's kind of this surreal feeling of, Oh my God, I'm finally going to get to play college football for me personally. Cause I had been waiting since 14 to play, you know? So we had literally seen that we had a countdown clock in the weight room. And I think when me and Lee got there, it said 1000 something days till our next kickoff. And to kind of see that clock work its way all the way down to zero was, was insane. You know, and that, that first game, I still remember it was kind of a welcome to college football thing for me, but I came, we came running out of the tunnel. And uh, it was the, the record attendance for a UAB game. We had 45,000 fans, which is big for us. And as we go running out of tunnel, you can, we, we, were, we were warming up, and you see pregame, it's kind of filling up, but it wasn't full. We come out of that tunnel, and our whole home side is packed from bottom to top at Legion Field with, those, with, our, with our fans. And we were playing Alabama A&M. And they brought a great crowd, too. So you see their stands are mostly packed, too. And it's not what you normally expect from a Conference USA game. It was rocking and rolling, you know, just a massive attendance. And uh, we came running out of that tunnel, and all the fans are cheering. And kind of the weird part for me, the whole full circle part, is we ran the tunnel, and they had a bunch of players from the 2014 team on the field. And I was giving all them high fives. And it was just kind of this weird full circle feeling like this whole thing's actually about to happen, you know. Um, we ended up playing the game. I mean, it, it went pretty well. It kind of started off a little rocky. I think we were tied with him at the end of the, the first quarter, which is kind of like you're freaking out, you know. Um, but we settled and got into a little rhythm, and we ended up beating him pretty good. Um and that was kind of the first welcome to college football game. We went through the season. As we, as I said, we were projected 130th. Kind of like we played a bunch of close games that year, and we ended up, I think, finishing, I want to say eight wins. I think that was our number. Yeah. And we eight, went to a bowl five. game. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of crazy to think. We were projected 130th. We, we were one of the first team. We were the second team of UAB to go to a bowl game. Um, just, just an insane season. Looking back on it, you know, coming from literally nothing, having no, most of those guys in the team didn't even have game experience, and we managed to to wind it all up together and in a, in a season and, and put together that kind of output. Just impressive, you know. Because mm-hmm. um, uh, as I as I said a lot of times before, the whole pressure point for us was we couldn't come back and suck. It's it's not a story. There's there's a chance they'd shut the program down again. Just just it's a what if to think of but like you with this whole story you really couldn't come back and suck that was the pressure on us you know all these people are pouring in money we had to win so it was really gratifying to go through 17 win a lot of games and i can't tell me how many times i've looked at that little espn app and you know little circle they have on the bottom of the matchup predictor yeah 
I can't tell me how many times we've seen that thing say like 85% chance we're going to lose. And then we'd end up winning that game. You know, it, it just, it was a really gratifying season to see all that work we put in pay off because we had been doubted so many times against, against all these games. And we ended up winning a lot of them, you know, a lot of close ones, a lot of games that we were projected to lose. So, um, you kind of think, Oh man, people respect us now. And, that was kind of the story of 18. No, they don't. You know, <laughs> they said it was a fluke season. We got lucky. We caught people off guard. Um, and you see what happened that season. I think we we're 10 wins, right? Yeah, and, I believe uh, so, yeah. And we, we won the conference championship, won our first bowl game in program history. Literally just raised the bar so high. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like a dream season. We we absolutely just shut wins. everyone up. Everyone said 11 wins. That's right. It was It was a huge season we really didn't lose a lot and i think we had a massive streak in between all the way up until we played uh a&m we had like a six or seven game winning streak where we just beat up on people you know Mm -hmm. um but it's a real season once again as crazy as it sounds i mean you think we'd earn a little respect in 17 um with this with the standard we're returning basically everyone but they uh they projected us to finish like fourth on our side uh every single game i was looking at that espn app once again, we were projected to lose most of our games. <laughs> and uh, we literally pulled out a conference championship, bowl game, more than you could, like, dream of, you know? So this whole season, the story of it was we were trying to repeat, be conference championships, win a bowl game, and break our win win record. And we didn't get that done, but the crazy part about this season was we did lose 35 seniors. A lot of those guys were leaders. Mm-hmm. So uh, we had a bunch of guys that had to step up and, and uh, really lead the team. And this, this is probably one, the closest team I've ever been a part of. You know, uh, um, I really enjoyed playing for this team, even though the record and the, the bowl game, the conference championship did show it. I mean, it was one of the most gratifying seasons I've had, you know. You know, I mean, no, nine and listen, nine and five, three years after having not having a team is amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's kind of like that feeling, man, like. Everyone doubted us this season. They said, you losing all those seniors, you guys are going to suck and get get uh, destroyed, you know. And once again, we, we proved everyone wrong and won a bunch of games. It, it's It's been a gratifying season seeing everyone band together to kind of even get us to the conference championship. There's a bunch of little things that you, you can look at and see how successful the season's actually been for us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, it, it was, it's been my, one of my favorite seasons to play yet because – just all the doubt that goes into us. We, we've been doubted our whole careers, but this year especially, and having everyone band together to to play the way we did is, is honestly a token of Coach Clark's coaching and uh, everyone kind of buying into it. So, Yeah, I mean, and hey, you got to end it on a weekend in New Orleans. There are worse places to be, like uh, like yeah, Hattiesburg, yeah, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, I, uh, I've always said every time we got to bowl season, and it sounds – kind of corny but i was like i want to go to new orleans i think it'd be fun we'd have good fans down there it'd be fun to go to new orleans and everyone's like i want to go to these tropical places <laughs> so uh, i got my wish on my last season i got to play in new orleans and i always thought that'd be super cool so it was a nice experience uh minus losing but yeah still something i won't take for granted but i really enjoyed everything so yeah it was a it was an awesome season that was an awesome story thanks for uh thanks for sharing it yeah no problem thank you for taking the time to learn it yeah. Kind of a crazy story, and not a lot of people know about it. I guess. Yeah, no. So. Um, I'll have to keep an keep an eye on. And and now, uh, as after the post game press conference, 
uh, Chris Mole basically said it's it's on him now to be. He 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 said he's going to try and step up and be be the leader of this of that locker. I 100 percent believe that he's my he's my locker mate all the season. He's I've seen him grow playing here. You know, um, he just he seems unstoppable. Seems unstoppable. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> a freak of nature. He uh, his first game starting was Ball State. It was our second game of that first year, and I remember he was on kickoff, and I had hit one short and the guy was pulling it out and it kind of looked like he was going to break it for a second which they ended up doing later in the game they had a great return unit for ball state but uh i saw this hole open up and this guy's flying i was like oh boy it's me and him and i just see like a little flash and that guy gets destroyed and everyone's patting the new guys he's the new guy at the time on the helmet the new young guy chris mole and it's just kind of been nice to see him evolve from the special teams force for us like we really used him for everything and he stepped up got a starting role has been a star on this defense. You know, he's really stepped up and been a star. I, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to be a leader, and, and he has been this season for us to step up and be the sole leader. I, I have no doubt Chris Mull can do it. He, he's an absolute beast, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Thank, thanks again for joining. Uh, everyone, watch watch UAB. Oh, yeah, one more thing I wanted <laughs> to talk about. Um, the you, you talked about, like, this uh, – and, and Bo Clark talked about it a little bit this weekend, like this community, how crazy it's been. He said like they've donated like some like crazy amount of money to yeah. uh, to, to to the team to even be able to get y'all back. So uh, I had to feel good. Like I, I, was, the reception must still be super warm from from this community, having brought them back and brought the team back and had these great seasons. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100 percent. Um. I don't really think we're funded that much by the university. I think most of our new facility, uh, our practice fields, all our equipment's funded from boosters. I think, uh, and that was what I was telling you, like, uh, we couldn't come back and suck. We had to be good. Yeah. Um, all those boosters, you know, we, we had to prove to them what they, what they were putting into this program was going to be rewarded, you know? You, you can't let them down because they're the ones funding and vouching for you guys. Hey, we should have program. There is support there is a potential for a great team here so we it was really nice to to win and kind of show everyone that hey their money didn't go in vain um this program's heading in the right direction with a little love and money uh i think uh, uab can go a long way you know yeah so, awesome um it's been nice <laughs> yeah uh so did, is it is there another step to your career do you are you going to kick anymore do you think i'm going to push to go to the nfl um I'm, I'm going to give it my best effort. Uh, I've come a long way <laughs> from uh, kicking in middle school, so I, I don't want to throw in the hat just yet, and uh, I want to see uh, just how far I can take this thing. Oh, yeah. but, uh, and, and, hey, there, there's always the XFL. That's, oh, yeah, that's of a, course. I feel like that's – especially for kickers, I feel like the XFL is a great way to to get your name out, even if, if, if the NFL passes you over first first glance. Hundred percent. I mean, whatever opportunities come up, I'd like to pursue them and see where it takes me. Um, I've enjoyed this journey so far, and uh, if we can add to it, it, it's more power to me, you know. So I'll make a push for sure. I'll give it my best effort. Um, but if it doesn't work out, I'm also excited to start making a little money. I'm, I'm tired <laughs> of living on a thousand dollars a month. It's it's tough, man. <laughs> so excited to finally start living the college lifestyle. So. <laughs> awesome all right well uh yeah thanks again for coming on it was a uh, it was a pleasure and hey listen if something else comes on we'll have to have you back on <laughs> of course let me know it's been great thank you for interviewing me i appreciate it <laughs> no problem man have a great one you too see ya
Alrighty, so we are back uh, from the the interview. Hopefully, you liked it. What do you think about it, Brandon? I hate you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the joke is that Brandon hasn't heard it yet, still, because we're just you know gonna put it in the middle of this recording that we're doing because we're just recording the same time that we just said bye. We're liars. All right. Uh, you know, you know, like a liar. <laughs> so, so he said, yes, you know, like a liar. Like a liar. <laughs> no one knows what you're talking about, idiot. You know, how you talk to your grandmother. Um. So the next segment that we're going to do is a little Christmassy, you know. We, we're, in the, we're in a gift of, uh, in, a, in a mood of giving gifts. Um, so we are going to... Uh, uh, we're going to uh, give a gift to each team in the NFL, uh, something that will help them, uh, you know, <laughs> be better. Be better. <laughs> um, so we're going to start with the AFC North, AFC West, my bad. Um, and Brandon, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. I was just going to go down the standings and like alternate who picks what. Um. So AFC West, first place, the Kansas City Chiefs. Interior offensive line help. Whether it's Tyler Biadish or Creed Humphrey, they need center help, especially after letting Mitch Morris go this past offseason. So I, I just think that they need someone to either play Biadish or Humphrey at center or guard. They could both play both and protect Pat Mahomes just that much more. Next up, the Raiders. The Raiders. Um, I'm going to gift them uh, a top ten pick so they can replace Derek Carr. <laughs> uh, I'm just not a big Derek Carr guy. Um, and this the team was very surprising, I think. But they have a lot of a lot of talent around him. Um, as they, as they've shown that they can they can play. I just I'm not a big Derek Carr guy. Fun fact, the Raiders are the only team in the NFL in second place with a negative point differential. Yikes. And it's a 105 point difference. <laughs> they've scored 298, they've given up 403. Um, third is the Denver Broncos. Um, a better fan base because Mason sucks. No, um... <laughs> uh... With the Broncos, I'd probably give them a top corner from the draft just because we don't know how long Chris Harris is going to be there. They have to re-sign Justin Simmons or Chris Harris. So I would probably say re-sign Simmons. He's younger, more potential. Draft your Chris Harris replacement. And even if you keep Chris Harris, then you just have a better duo out there. All right, and then last place in the AFC West is the Los Angeles Chargers. So I'm going to gift them a new owner that it will move them away from Los Angeles, so that they can have fans. Did you see what uh, what uh, Melvin Gordon said about playing this weekend against the Raiders? No, he said he ran through the touchdown and tried to celebrate with his fans, but he looked up and it was all black jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> that would have happened. That would have happened at the Jets game because. Uh... Yeah, like I was there, and it's just there was so many more Steelers fans than Jets fans. It was insane. Um, when I when I pulled into MetLife Stadium, 
there was a bus unloading of just Steelers fans. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Listen, fans they they travel. Um, good fans travel. Um. All right, and then so next up is the AFC North. Brandon, it's your turn. Oh, Baltimore Ravens. What are you gonna get for them? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> like, what do they need? Um, they need to get rid of their running back at quarterback. Um, oh god. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> um, a veteran wide receiver. <laughs> I would gift them health, <laughs> just because there's nothing you could give this team. What are, what are their weakness? Do they have a weakness? They're too cool for the NFL. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, they could use another tight end, right? <laughs> <laughs> what do the What do the Ravens need? Another wide receiver, maybe? They, they could use linebacker help, and I I would say that they could look for, like, a bigger-bodied receiver, but at the same time, they have Jaleel Scott. I'm pretty sure it's not tiny. Miles Boykin's got decent size. So it's like, they don't need that either. They could use a better big body, but, I mean, their offense is doing perfectly fine right now. Um. Next up is the... Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers. I'm going to give them a new training staff that will keep Big Ben healthy for <laughs> another season <laughs> because they need uh, they need they need Big Ben to stay healthy because we I see. I think you're going to say spare helmets like under their helmets. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to give the Browns? Uh, I am giving the Browns a new head coach. Because Freddie oh. Kitchens is not it. <laughs> He's just no. Nope, if you can pick I'm one out. coach, who are you giving him? Oh man, uh, I think Matt Rule would be awesome with them. You just okay. I, are you gonna answer Matt Rule to any? No, time I, I, I was thinking like, I was thinking Lincoln Riley or Matt Rule, but I think that I don't I don't think they need like necessarily like the crazy scheme. I just think they need someone that's gonna kind of be more of a disciplinarian with all the characters they have in the locker room mm-hmm. it's I, I i like matt rule more than lincoln riley i'm not afraid to admit that but i just i think that he'd be a better fit mm-hmm. because yeah they have a ton of talent scheme obviously is an issue for them also but i think a lot of it's also more character than anything else okay like like you should not have odell wanting to take freddie kitchens into a cage match uh, going hell in a cell on a Sunday on Sunday at one <laughs> o'clock. Like, um, so last place is the Bengals, obviously. Um, let's see, what do I want to give them? I'm gonna give them a linebacker. They need literally anyone who can play linebacker <laughs> for that team. Not gonna give them Joey Burrow. They already have Joe Burrow. <laughs> they, right, they, they officially have the number one pick of the draft. Um, that's fair. Can't wait for them to fuck that up. <laughs> what draft? Uh, Andrew Thomas, Dedrick Willis, um, Jordan Love, <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Love. He, he, listen, he had a good combine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna gift them a defense because the, their offense will find its way, but their defense is hot trash. Who, who, other than Geno Atkins, who's good on that defense? William Jackson. All right. That's, uh, 
Uh, no, nah, apparently. Don't ask me to name another one. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ask me for another one. <laughs> but William Jackson, and don't don't. I couldn't give you another one, no matter what. Does Drake Kirkpatrick uh, still play for them? Uh, I know he's on Pac-Man the team. Jones. Uh, <laughs> Pac-Man Jones, definitely not. Um, moving into the FC East, where are you gifting the Patriots? Uh, self-control <laughs> better better cameraman <laughs> e- ethics. <laughs> I'm, ethics i'm giving them ethics <laughs> just because lord knows they could use it more than any other team Bill Belichick. Che- why do you cheat against the Bengals? <laughs> bill belichick <laughs> rejects your ethics i think it was just a trap game yeah the sith lord rejects it i'm shocked um i'm gifting the bills a wide receiver that's taller than six foot. Kelvin Benjamin. Bring him back. Bring him back. <laughs> Does he take up three roster spots? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, man, the Kelvin Benjamin experiment. Yikes. <laughs> I think they even have a short tight end. I don't know how tall Dawson Knox is, but it's not super tall. But he also just... like. His college, his college usage is insane. What? That was, it doesn't exist? Yeah, he was targeted in the, in the red zone like once. Well, do you know the wide receivers that he had on his team? I think it's more about the quarterback he had on his team. I mean, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown still found, still found the way and, to, to produce. And, DeMar- and DeMarcus Lodge. And DeMarcus Lodge. <laughs> All in the same. I think they had another one, too. I'm, I'm talking strictly red zone wise yeah your your AJ six Brown, four DK great receiver should not have just one target in his senior year um and how did he not score a single touchdown in his entire career listen <laughs> I already said, like aj brown demarcus lodge DK yeah, but one not one. what are you gifting the jets Deion dawkins caught a touchdown this past week we're You're trying to move not? through these <laughs> brandon what are you gifting the jets um a new owner yeah, it's gonna be a couple just, of these <laughs> yeah owner. they're just trash bags johnson and johnson should stick to soap and not owning the nfl not owning the uh, jets yeah that's fair um i'm gonna gift the dolphins um healthy to a <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna give them um, a training staff <laughs> again <laughs> that'll keep Tua healthy. Um, no, I don't, I don't even know. I don't even like what what what, what do they they need everything except for head coach. <laughs> head coach, they pretty much need everything. I yeah. I'm gonna give them uh, consistency. Oh, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> Santa's coming. Listen, they Jesus. already have like five, they already have like five first round picks. What more do you need? Um, to, to draft well, yeah. No, I'm gonna give them a, uh, a a first round without picking an offensive lineman because they just need to stop at this point because they're never gonna hit <laughs> on one that stays with the team. Just sign them. Just sign a bunch of them. Just sign them all in free agency. <laughs> All right, where where are you going? Moving moving into AFC South. Where are you gonna give the the Texans? Is obvious. 
I want to say offensive line. No, they need to. They need a GM. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Why? Because that's something they. That's like Joe Burrow with the Bengals. Like it's something like they have to do. Well, they're not. No, they're they're going. They're not getting one this offseason because because they're holding out for the Patriots assistant GM next year when his contract expires. Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm going defensive coordinator because I do not like how Romeo Cornell cosplays i think he still calls them as if it's like 2012 when you didn't have to worry about all the spread concepts Mm -hmm. especially in the saints game is incredibly just awful (laughs) uh so i'm going dc for them okay um the next episode the titans if you asked me last year i would i would say knowledge of how to use derrick henry um but hey they figured it out um so uh, knowledge of how to keep Derrick Henry healthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna gift them um, a f- a fully potential reaching Ryan Tannehill because everyone knows that he's all about. Oh, he has the potential to be great. That's that's what they said in set for seven years in Miami. So, yeah, that that that's definitely what I meant when I compared Daniel Jones to Ryan Tannehill uh, earlier in the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> what are you gifting the Colts? I am gifting them a quarterback. Andrew Luck. As much as I as much as I love <laughs> Andrew Luck's return. Remember um, when we found out found out about Andrew Luck retiring in the bar? Yeah, we're just so confused. <laughs> I was like, "What the hell is going <laughs> on right now? Going on?" <laughs> And then everyone else slowly found out. Mm-hmm. Um, there's confusion amidst the, the sports bar. Um, last place, Jaguars. Um, huh. New president of player personnel. Yeah, new front that. office. <laughs> Competent front office. Um, that isn't Doug Marone. Because, I mean, he's not on the team anymore. Or Tom Coughlin. God, Tom Coughlin. Uh, that, give yeah, them coaches I, um, and front office members that are not asses. Not boomers. Um. <laughs> okay, boomer. Uh, man, Ryan Clark had me rolling talking about Tom Coughlin at the, <laughs> at the luncheon. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that, that speech I was definitely not supposed to hear. Um, I mean, no one kicked you out. I mean, no one kicked me out. So, what am I gonna say? No. Um, moving into NFC West, who? Are you, what are you giving the Forty ers Uh, the ability to play better defense on game-winning drives. Three, all three of their losses have been on final, like in the final seconds. By just plays right there, scoring plays. So I'm going to give them better clutch defense. Okay. Um. Uh, for the Seattle Seahawks, they're going to open up an offensive line on Christmas morning. Because uh, Lord knows Russell Wilson needs it. Big ass boxes. <laughs> could you could you imagine? The Seahawks with a good offensive line, they might be undefeated. I can't, that's never happened, so I can't imagine it. Uh, Brandon, what are you gifting the Rams? I don't know how to word this. Cap space. Um, 
Because uh, it's more than cap space, because they also don't have picks. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know what to... Uh, they need cap space and picks. I'm giving them off-season freedom. That's what, I'll, <laughs> that's what I'll say. Because they don't have picks, they don't have cap space, and they don't have talent. So I don't know where I'm going to go with it. Um, Yeah, off-season freedom is how I'm wording it. Um, all right. Um, for the Cardinals, I'm gifting uh, Kyler Murray platform shoes <laughs> i was waiting for you to say he's gonna throw he's gonna go three inches um Kyler murray's gonna be like pinocchio and every time he tells a lie he gets taller by an inch <laughs> um i'm gonna yeah, i'm better than baker <laughs> i'm gonna uh, no for the cardinals <laughs> screw the cardinals i'm gifting larry fitzgerald of super bowl ring that's very fair. Did okay. you see the interview with uh, his dad? No. Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald's dad is a reporter, and uh, he was there interviewing Larry, like at, like post game at Larry's locker, mm-hmm. and a phone goes off, and you hear Larry turn, look super serious. Go, Can we get some professionalism over here? But it's like it's his dad's phone uh-huh. that went off. <laughs> <laughs> um. NFC West. What are you gifting the Packers? We, NFC West Packers? Eh. NFC North Packers. <laughs> I was I'm dumb. What are you gifting the pack? Um, 2000 MVP Aaron Rodgers. Because I don't remember the exact year, but I'm going back to when he was an MVP. Yeah. Because now he's got a great defense with him again. He's got a good running game. He's got at least one great receiver in Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Give give me younger Rodgers back, and this team would be even better than the very quiet uh, twelve and three. I feel like, I feel like they haven't. I feel like no one's talking about them as like an elite team, even though they're twelve and three right now. Um, I'm gifting the Vikings a smaller contract for Kirk Cousins. Oh, they they would love that gift. <laughs> <laughs> that isn't fully guaranteed. <laughs> uh, that was a terrible. That was a terrible contract. They really said, "All right, fully guaranteed, like eighty-nine million. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. I'm looking up Kirk Cousins' contract right now, just to see how long they're gonna be playing, paying this man. Next year it ends. It ends next year. Yep, after next year, he sent three years. It was like three years, eighty-nine million dollars. <laughs> So much money. Yeah, three years, eighty-four million, fully 84 guaranteed. <laughs> so <laughs> yikes. Yeah, um, next year they're paying him twenty-nine point five million dollars. No, they're paying him thirty-one million dollars next year. Jesus. With signing bonus and everything. Imagine making that poor of a decision. Um, I, mean, I get he's playing well. He's not playing thirty million dollars well. Primetime Kirk Cousins, you know. <laughs> What are you oh, gifting? Nine now on Monday Night Football. Whatever um, could you gift the Bears? Da Bears. I am actually gifting them better decision making in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> they could have drafted Pat Mahomes in the first round. They drafted Adam Shaheen. If, that, over if we're George doing that, Kittle. then I'm going to go back and give the Seahawks uh, the ability to run it on <laughs> at the goal line. <laughs> To be fair, they had the ability. They just the decision was not to I'm giving them the. Dis- I'm making. I'm making the, <laughs> no, the play um, call. 
I just I just had to get my Mitch Trubisky shot in. Um, I'm gonna get another one though. I'm giving them a better quarterback, a first round pick. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Um. um, the ability to not make the Khalil Mack trade. Yikes. Uh, I'm gifting the Lions a four leaf four leaf clover. <laughs> They're just the unluckiest team of all time. <laughs> Rabbit's foot. <laughs> giving them everything, all of it horseshoe just all he can yeah um next up nfc east oh, just oh, was standing up <laughs> eagles yeah um, oh look I, I get to pick the, you get to pick the giants um <clears throat> eagles eight and seven first place in the <laughs> nfc east <laughs> i am gifting them a secondary which i just want to point out after last year or even during last year, whole nine, we would do the weekly mocks. And every week we'd give the Eagles a corner. And every week, Eagles fans would just trash us for it. Mm-hmm. They'd go, like, they're just unhealthy. Like, they're not bad. They're just unhealthy. We have a bunch of backups playing. Well, now you have your starters playing. And they still suck. So you <laughs> still need a secondary. Uh, you know, I want to I want I want to mock Jalen Johnson to them, but I would feel too bad for Jalen Johnson. I want him to <laughs> succeed. <laughs> I mean, um, any corner you mock there, you have to be willing to deal with. Like, okay, he's going to be hurt. So Trevon Diggs, because he's not good anyway. Yeah. <sighs> sorry, sorry, Jodiker. <laughs> Wasn't he a top ten pick or something? In the, in the I believe game? he. I believe he had him at like seven. Yeah, Trevon Diggs. The Jags pick. Trevon Diggs is like a third round corner to me at best. Mm-hmm. I don't like him at all. Um, Cowboys. I'm gonna give the Cowboys. Um, <laughs> you, know, you, you know you should do it. <laughs> there's so much. So much. Um, I could give them a new coach, but it's gonna happen. I'm gonna give them. An expanded cap, uh, so they can sign Dak to eighty million for two years, and then they can sign Amari, and then they can sign Zeke, and they can sign Leighton Vanderesh, and they can sign their entire Byron, offensive line. Byron Jones. Byron Jones. Um, Jalen Smith is already extended. <laughs> yeah. Um, Leo Collins is already extended. The entire defensive line. <laughs> <laughs> They need more cap space. That's what I'll gift them because they're going to get everything else that I could obviously gift them or just not Jerry Jones. Jura. Skip. <laughs> uh, giants. What are you, what are you giving, gifting your Giants? Is it one, am, one more loss? <laughs> I am gifting the Giants a loss. The Redskins and Lions wins. <laughs> um, I am giving them the luck of the draft. Yeah. Uh, you're implementing a lottery-style draft to the NFL <laughs> and gifting the Giants the first pick. Um, I'm giving the the Redskins, I'm actually giving them a new owner. Yeah, no, if any team um, needs it, it's actually that. God, he's... It's he, the Bengals and the Redskins more than anything He's so else. awful. He's just an awful human being, and he's not a good GM either. Nope. Um, Imagine being a piece of shit and being bad at your job. Like, really? What do you want? <laughs> like, thank God or thank God for him. He owns the team, or else he'd be out of there so fast. NFC South. What are you gifting the Saints? 
fair refereeing. Good, 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 good. I'm I think that's the best gift that could... I was going to say a second receiver, but then immediately I was just like, okay, that's not... Is it bad of me that now I don't want the Saints to draft Jalen Rager because I'm so tired of seeing him mocked to the Saints? I just want someone else to be mocked to them. I just want to... I, I think I actually started that one, at least for us. I'm pretty sure I was the first one to have him even in the first round, let alone to the Saints. I, I'm just so but tired actually, of seeing it. <laughs> I've fallen in love with him more with the Packers fit than the Saints now. That would that'd be awesome. Yeah, I, I've I've fallen more for that. So, um, all right, uh, Buccaneers. What am I gonna give the Buccaneers? Um, a new GM, one that doesn't irrationally love Jameis Winston, and yeah, go say, under smart Jameis. Go go undercover to. <laughs> To, to use aliases to protect his quarterback's good name, or not even good name, his bad name. Protect his quarterback's bad name. That didn't go a new GM that wouldn't go and write a book about why Jameis is a god. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, their defense is good, and they have Devin White, so they're good for a long time. They just need offense, a running back, very maybe. young secondary. Yeah, um, Buccaneers are the team that scares me by far the most in the NFC South. Um, the fail the Falcons are six and nine. Nice, nice, nice. Um, <laughs> I am giving the Falcons. Pretty sure this is the first time I've done this in the gifting a training staff because their team is just always injured. Well, their field is awful. Yeah, I know. Their the, stadium is super nice, but their field is. Did you watch? Have you watched a bowl game that gets played there? It's the same <laughs> thing. Everyone gets hurt at all times. Yep. Um, a new turf. Just say, just give them a new turf. <laughs> health, health, just, just health. health. <laughs> um, also, I stepped on turf for the first time at the Superdome. I'd never been on turf before. Never? No. Hmm. It was a lot softer. It it felt like pom poms. Honestly, <laughs> is that a good comparison? I was trying to think of what I can compare. It how to. how many times have you walked on pom poms? <laughs> I've just I, I felt I felt the. Uh, like a bag full of puppy ears um i don't, <laughs> know, if, I don't know if you'd get that i reference. don't get that reference <laughs> it's from blue mountain state i've seen blue mountain state i just don't I didn't, that that's not ringing a bell um <laughs> the the pocket oh blank yep, yep, episode oh i remember i remember <laughs> blue mountain state's such a good show I loved it. The um, movie was horrible. It's god awful. <laughs> but the show is great. Um, and a fun fact, after I watched that show, like for that year on the year on Madden that I watched that show, I always for what I always had him had uh the main character as my uh created backup quarterback. Alex Moran. Yeah, Alex Moran. I blinked on his name. Um and lastly the Panthers Famous soap opera actor. Is he? Yeah, he's oh. he's on like Days of Our Lives, I think. Oh, he's really fire. Joey Tribbiani. That's um <laughs> That's fire. Um I reference Blue Mountain State all the time too. Um I don't know why I thought of the bag full of puppy ears thing. I, I haven't know. thought about that <laughs> since I saw the, it. The one I use, I, I do a lot, is if my friend's, like, ever ever about to, f- like, was like, yo, let's go, let's fight. I'll just, like, act like I'm about to get naked. 
like from the show, you know, um, that we're talking about. You've ever seen it? <laughs> I have. Okay, so I have. I, I have this this hoodie, this sweater that says uh, it's a Shoot Farms Beats. Um, it's a fire sweater. Thanks, Maddie, for the gift, Christmas gift. Um, but some, some old lady at my mom's Christmas party walks up to me and says, oh, "I love that show. Have you ever seen it?" I was like, no, I'm just wearing no. just wearing the sweater. <laughs> what? I work on a beet farm. What are you talking what are you about? Ta- what are you talking about? I work at Shoot Beets Shoot Farms Beets. Um Louisiana big beet farm place. <laughs> big beet boys. Um Beaten Rouge. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm looking for a new co host. Um and so the Panthers, the last gift of the day. Um I'm gonna gift them. Uh, I don't want. I'm. I'm not doing training staff again. I'm gifting <laughs> them healthy cam. They'd be so good again with healthy cam. Yeah. Uh, no. Um. I'm gonna gift them talent development. Honestly, actually, because I feel like they can. They can. They're gonna trade cam and move on. But they have a lot of really young players that need obviously need development so i'm gonna gift them proper they have a lot of really young players and will greer and uh-huh. will greer <laughs> um <laughs> they're a rookie <laughs> they're a rookie that's older than whoever their next coach is gonna be um um all right so that was that was it for the uh the gifts that was the first time we've ever done that so hope y'all liked it Did you like it brain yeah i had fun <laughs> I had fun. Merry Christmas. Last but not least, we're going to do uh, our mailbag, which is only uh, only Chris- Christmas-related questions. So the first question comes from The Verified. He says, yay or nay on eggnog? I am a hell yay on eggnog. Thank God. I'm so far yay. Yeah, no, I love eggnog I love so much. It. Dude, it's, my mom buys you, it every year, start, and I'm the only one. When Thanksgiving. You, s- you start after Thanksgiving? No, I start on Thanksgiving. Okay, that's fair. I'll take it. I'll take it. Because my, my brother always wants to start drinking as soon as it gets to the stores, but like we're like, no, we're going to wait. We're going to wait until after Thanksgiving. Basically, after Thanksgiving meal. So, later Thanksgiving night, we basically start drinking <laughs> it. Um... From Alex Katzen. What do you want for Christmas this year? Uh, I don't I don't I just, I just not a hangover. That's <laughs> that's what I'm rolling with. I didn't really ask for anything this year. I asked for money for mobile. Yeah, I never asked for anything, so I'm kinda because I don't really care about it. I'm no. kinda just um, I honestly look forward to Christmas because every year we have a Christmas Eve party at my house and it's like it's beer pong, rock band drinking games so like that's what i care can i come about. to your can i come to your house sounds like God, fun. i don't give a shit. i don't give a shit i don't know half the people that are here <laughs> um and then uh what do i want i don't know I really yeah i asked for basically money for mobile that's what i asked for um and also i'm starting to collect vinyls so i asked for a couple of vinyls for albums that i like but i don't know who got me those are you gonna like put them on your wall yeah because they're just like, you know, like small posters. Perfectly sized posters. Um, my friend keeps buying me Christmas gifts, and I've begged her to stop, and she just won't. 
Is it Maddie? No. Yeah. It's Chrissy. Stop buying me gifts. I don't want to buy you one. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind buying gifts for people. I just don't... I don't know. I don't feel like... I don't like my friends getting me gifts. Because I'm just like, I don't... Makes me feel it's bad. It's always... The main thing about it is, like, you have to be sure that you're both buying gifts or else one of you looks or feels like an ass. No. And once you start doing it, you kind of have to keep doing it. Yeah. Well, she bought me, like, five gifts. <laughs> well, I bought she... two total gifts for other people. <laughs> <laughs> Three, I think, actually. I bought my friend DJ a shirt that says, I'm here for the bukkake. <laughs> it's a fire shirt don't worry and then a don't so- look that up and then a sake set um ha- have you ever uh you've played cards against humanity i'm assuming yes okay have you played with the rules that if you don't know what something means you have to look it up um no we played with that one time here and someone didn't know what the card pixelated bukkake was oh god <laughs> So we were like, all right, like you have to look it up. And then we told her to go to images first. Like, don't don't look up like just like web. Go to images. And she was so deeply appalled by it. Uh, it was hysterical. That makes me so happy. <laughs> um, she had no idea what to expect. And she was so pissed. I'm sending you a picture of the Bukaki shirt. Um, okay, I, all right, thank God you said shirt. Um, <laughs> I'm sending you a picture of the Bukaki Um... What was I gonna say? Oh, um, yeah. For one time, we were playing Cards Against Humanity, and and our friend Newsom didn't know what the word denim was. He didn't know what denim was. What do y'all even get taught in Louisiana? <laughs> uh, uh, gonna gonna steal one of my favorite jokes from one of my favorite comedians and say that uh, everything was invented by white people except for peanut butter. Yeah. <laughs> what we get taught <laughs> gotta love the, they literally just push us they push us out as as quick as they can the Louisiana <laughs> education system is awful awful we gotta, we gotta get like a top three like comedians going next time um, um John whoever gets we gotta fight for the first pick so we can both pick John Mulaney first first overall I will literally fist fight you for it. Uh, um, there was one time I was leaving a work meeting and I was just walking on like this really busy street. Uh, I was walking with my coworker and I heard two girls behind us and they were talking like they were talking through a John Mulaney like joke from a uh, new in town. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> one of them goes, Ha 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 look at that how wasted man he got feminine hips so i turned around and screamed no that's the thing i'm sensitive about and they just they got so horrified by it <laughs> they did not react at all how i thought they would <laughs> oh man um <laughs> uh let's see um Next question comes from Marquini. He asks, "Real or real Christmas tree or artificial?" Brandon, depending on the answer to your to this your answer to this question, may actually quit. If you get artificial, I will fist fight you. Thank God we can coexist. 
I love. I go like because there's just places all around here that sell like the real Christmas trees. I go and I just dry- I like pick that shit up and just carry it to the house. Like, <laughs> like it's it's great. I I love I I love real Christmas trees and people who people who buy artificial just i don't you're not actually celebrating christmas if you get an artificial tree no it takes away it takes away the fun like it doesn't feel like christmas yeah no if it doesn't smell like christmas tree like you're at it no you're out of your mind and if anybody for whole nine uses artificial you're fired immediately um Um, (laughs) sorry to anyone who gets fired for that <laughs> Mike. Uh-huh. Um, number four best Christmas story with the boys question mark. I don't know what he wants <laughs> what he wants from me. Sorry if there's one thing you're you're thinking of. Um but uh Blaine uh but uh I, I, I hope not. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Blaine's gonna be so pissed that he had a specific story in mind. And you just completely forgot about it. Um, I'll go. We each had two stories in our heads. I'm definitely. I definitely forgot. I I definitely had three. Forgot one of them, and I'm not gonna say one of them on here. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, but my first one's gonna. I'm gonna go with uh, the time that we were outside my house. Um, we had like a porch. It was like a wooden porch, wooden steps, and everything. And my brother was chasing me, and uh, up I went up the stairs, and I like literally jumped from like the the bottom step to the f- to like the third step or whatever. Like there was like five steps. I I jumped from the bottom to like the the third, and then just like ran up. And my brother tried to do the same thing, but as soon as his foot landed, it he his foot went straight through the stair, and his <laughs> leg was like trapped. <laughs> so we were going, and all we heard was my mother scream at the top of her lung from inside. What was that? <laughs> and my brother like jumped out of there with like a bloody leg and ran <laughs> ran down the street. <laughs> was, like, I'm he not, just ran away. He just ran away. It was like I'm not dealing with this. He's really Moe's. <laughs> he um, I, I just thought of another one with my brother. I don't. I can't remember if this was on Christmas, but it made me think of my brother. Um, we, we were we lived like we were surrounded by woods basically, except for the front of our house. Um, and he got on a four wheeler for the first time and didn't know how to drive it, so we let him drive it by himself. And he just hit the gas and drove straight into the the woods <laughs> and just couldn't stop. <laughs> So he just like jumped off. <laughs> my my uh my first time on a quad, I I was told, all right, like just don't gas it on the turns because Justin he didn't even turn, Ro- he just went straight. <laughs> J- Justin Rochette has an upstate house, and so I went up with them one weekend, and I was like, yeah, like I'll ride, and they're like, all right, don't gas it on the turns. So I was just like driving around their property, and it made me think of Hamilton. I, I, I was like, all right, I'm I'm getting like the hang of this. Like, all right, I'll pick up the pace a little bit. I guessed it on a turn. I went flying off that quad. <laughs> <laughs> the quad perfectly fine. It like tilted a little bit, but then landed perfectly upright. I flew like ten feet from from the quad. That's amazing. Um, uh, Christmas well, story. Yeah, what was your Christmas my, story with the my boys? My Christmas story. 
it's not necessarily just with the boys because uh uh, yeah, like I said, Christmas Eve is at my house every year. But mine was... It was probably like five years ago. <clears throat> uh, five years ago, I was not 21. So change the timeline if that makes you feel better. Um, but yeah, it's probably about five years ago. Me and my brother, we used to play beer prong at the house all the time. Uh-huh. And so we were, we were pretty good at it. So about five years ago, and it was right after I got back from my first semester of college, so a lot of beer pong. Um, And my mom had a couple of her friends came by, and they wanted to play beer pong with us because they were like, oh, we could keep up, we can go. We ran them under the tables. (laughs) And I don't know what made them then want to play again, but they wanted to play again. So we did the same thing. And then they wanted to take, like, shots with us. Like, they were like, oh, like, we could, like, we could out-drink you taking shots. They could not. Um, and I just, it was just one of my favorite times of just them just constantly That's thinking amazing. they could, like, get into one-upsmanship and just <laughs> failing horribly every time. Who the fuck are you calling? Hey, Bl- Hey, Blaine. Hi. Yes, uh, favorite, best Christmas story with the boys. Was there one that you had in mind? Just by the way you phrased it. You know what? I asked you, hoping that you would have one. <laughs> oh, we don't really spend <laughs> Christmas together that much. Well, you know what? Maybe that's a sign saying that we should. What do you want to do on Christmas? Let's make plans right here. We're live, on the, we're live on the you podcast know, right now. Well, you know, well, hey everyone that's listening to the podcast. But first of all, I think, you know, we should have a great Christmas where we talk all night about sports and how great they are. You know, I just, I love sports. Oh, hang up on him. I was about to hang up on you. Hey, since I have you here, what's your favorite Christmas story? Uh, I'm on the spot. I will come back to that. No. Hey, hang up on him. Come back to that. What do you mean, hey, come back to that? Um, you know what? Go, well, come back to what? That's our only question. <laughs> <laughs> he really said come back to that like, what? like it's the only question <laughs> come back to that i'm on the spot he really thought i hoped i would have one um right, and lastly last question Top three Christmas movies. It's a classic. You know what we're doing. Draft style. I'm in. All right. Uh, it's Christmas, and I went first for all of the gifts, so I will let you have the first pick. All right. First pick. Is this my favorite Christmas movie? No. Yeah, we're going favorite. Oh, I, I, I was like, I'm going favorite. <laughs> but there's one I don't want you to have. Nah. And I don't think you're going to take my favorite Christmas movie. So my number one is going to go Home Alone 2. Ah, that's fine. I wasn't going to pick that one. Oh, that's fine. I love uh, Home Alone my, fa- my favorite Christmas movie is Elf. Okay. Uh-huh. Overrated. I love Elf. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's definitely not top three. No, me. but it's one of my it's one of my favorites. I, I don't think it's the best movie. I just think it's one of my favorites. No, well, my favorite Christmas movie is not as good as it's probably not the goodest movie as Elf, but it is by far my favorite Christmas movie, and it is 
Uh, Jingle All the Way. Eh. I love that movie <laughs> so much. So much. It's so fire. Put that cookie down now. <laughs> turbo Man. <laughs> turbo Man. You want a Turbo Man doll? <laughs> it's really Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. <laughs> yeah, just up to the hijinks. <laughs> Uh, wait, uh, where, where is your mother? Oh, she's next door, Pet and Ted. T- funniest <laughs> joke. Funniest joke ever. The big show's in the movie. Right. Is, uh, is one of the Santas. There's so much, so such quality in that. Where are you going, number two? I am going with... I, I don't even know if a lot of people have seen this. I just know that I used to watch it every year. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas. <laughs> I used to watch that every single year. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas? What? Yeah. Have you ever... You've never seen that? Um, Probably have, but I don't... You know? Um, Man. It's like three, like, Can we move this to top five? (laughs) There's so many. Sure. Fire. Um, Number three for me. You also definitely butchered Mickey's. Um, Number three for (laughs) me. Typing? (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, the Grinch. Ah, you bitch. Obviously, you gotta go to Grinch. <laughs> I was specifically Grinch the taste. animated version, though. So. Uh, no, I was gonna go the other way. Are you gonna go? Well, you can pick Jim Carrey Grinch. Yeah, then that's what I'm picking. <laughs> I'm picking Jim Carrey Grinch. Um, number four. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Let's see. There's so there's so many. Um, I, I'm gonna go with my least favorite. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I do not like uh, a Christmas story. That's like the num like like the most popular, but I just don't like it. Yeah, nah, I'm out. It's boring. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh the Santa Claus, <laughs> the the Santa the Tim Allen Santa Claus series. First two. Don't need the third one. <laughs> Can you put Santa Claus one and two specifically? <laughs> yes, I will put one and two. Thank you. Surprisingly enough, three is my favorite. Is it? No. Okay, I was gonna say. <laughs> Get out of here, you crackhead. Um, I am going to go. Actually, my fourth one I'm picking is a horrible movie, but I think it has some hilarious moments. I'm picking Bad Santa. Oh, I would, that was I almost picked that one. I think that might have been my fifth one. Um, I love Bad Santa. It's really not great, but it's just so fucking funny. That's most Christmas movies. <laughs> um, and then number five, I'm gonna go Love Actually. I watched that for the first time last night, so I gotta I gotta give a shout out. That was good. It was, it was it was a good movie. I liked it. I almost went Die Hard just because you know Die Hard's definitely a Christmas movie. <laughs> I thought about going. Die Hard's about, definitely I a Christmas movie. Take, I thought that's who you're going to take with the first pick. I, I was thinking about it. Die Hard is it's probably number six. Can't believe you really used the first pick on a movie that Trump is in. <laughs> Home Alone is definitely the better movie. Um, Kevin McAllister should be in jail. <laughs> All right. Home Alone two, Lost in New York. How do you get Lost in New York? The streets are numbered. Oh my god. 
It's make your last. Sis- make your last. It's pick. a grant system, motherfucker. Blaine, Blaine texted me. Good luck with the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's over, Blaine. So no, it's not. You have one more pick. I am taking Fred Claus because that movie sucks so much. This is such a long episode. We tried to make this one shorter. You're going Fred Claus? Yep, I'm taking Vince, Fred Claus. The Vince Vaughn yeah. one? Yep. I'm Vince Vaughn and Paul Giamatti. <laughs> Why? Name a more iconic duo. Us. Uh. Uh, oh my god. It's <laughs> Vaughn Paul Giamatti. That's a power couple, honestly. Ludacris is in that movie. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I know what I'm picking. Kevin Spacey. Ugh. I'm picking the night before. Okay, yeah, I was hoping that it would get picked. I feel like we'd get yelled at if it didn't get picked. <laughs> um, no, not, not, not Twas the Night Before Christmas. Like, the night before. Oh. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? <laughs> I'm looking it up. Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, that movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where they just go on, like, a fucking bender. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have not seen it, but I, I remember the the, the control... The, not the... Con- I say controllers. The trailers for it. <laughs> what were they thinking? Oh, uh, there was a movie that had controllers in the name. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, I saw Office Christmas Party. What's the worst Christmas movie? Probably Office Christmas Party, if I had to think. That movie was bad. It had a couple funny parts. But... A Christmas Story? <laughs> I mean, how could Office Christmas Party be bad? It was J- Jason Bateman and T.J. Miller. <laughs> <laughs> God, T.J. Miller. Oh man! Surprisingly, I don't think he, she's ever done this role before. But Jennifer Aniston was the hot boss. <laughs> Glad to see she's branching out. <laughs> um. So, Merry Christmas, everybody! I'll, I'm going to tweet out um these our two lists and see who people think won. Oh, it's 100 percent going to be you. <laughs> I've been fucking Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas <laughs> In the night before <laughs> Your list is so bad I chose movies that entertain me So did I <laughs> I just happen to like good movies I guess I just happen to be a lot easier to entertain <laughs> Probably Probably Dude my favorite football teams are the Giants Toledo, like you gotta be able to suffer through some. Mickey's shit. Once Upon a Christmas is definitely the Toledo of Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh <right>, man, dickhead! <laughs> Just messing with you, God. And the night before is definitely the Giants. <laughs> um. All right. No bad, sa- bad Santa's the Florida game. No <laughs> prison. A, you a, Chris- oh. a Christmas story. Is the Giants? I would say are the Christmas story because it's been around forever. They're like it's one of the classics, but no one likes it. It's just boring. <laughs> I'm sticking with my, and it's uh, not getting any better. <laughs> I'm sticking with my uh, Gators or Bad Santa. <laughs> That's fair. They are, they are Prison You, and uh, if there's any Christmas movie, it's a prison movie. It's that one. 
Huh. All right. Well, I had a fun. This was a fun one. Um, have fun listening to the <laughs> oh interview for God, the first time. It's two thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, time flies when you're having fun. That we're also we've also recorded for eighty five minutes without inserting the thirty minute podcast <laughs> the interview. So hour uh, hour and a half episode for Christmas. Um, you're welcome. Um, the next episode is going to be a fun one. We get to preview the playoffs. Playoffs? Fucking all playoffs? Wait, no, we don't. <laughs> isn't, isn't? Are we only doing one episode this week? Are we? I don't care if you want to. Wait, are we not going to preview the playoffs? Well, this week's week 17. <laughs> I'm talking about the college football playoffs. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about week 17, like NFL play. You did a playoffs thing. Playoffs? <laughs> well, it's college football playoffs. It's two games. <laughs> yeah, but they're fun. I feel like we should probably do an episode about it. There are a lot of bowl yeah. games that are happening. Ah, uh, pinstripe bowl. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's 6 is going to be this episode. Isn't it? Mm. Uh, we might have to do next Monday preview episode. Um, we'll figure this all out. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for listening we, to the whole. Nine, very prepared. <laughs> thanks for listening to the whole nine sports podcast. I'm your host, as always, Dylan Sanders. Um, we're oh, we're still at four ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes! It's two thirty in the morning. What do, what do you, you mean? It's one thirty four. Brandon, you cut off. Uh, you can follow Brandon on Twitter at Dominus for Brandon. Follow the show on Twitter at Hornline Sports. Um, yeah, you know the rest of the stuff. It's Christmas. Go have Christmas. I'm not going to do my whole spiel. Enjoy your family Christmas. Hey, Brandon, are you good? I hate you. <laughs>